Well, well, well. Another podcast, and it's another two-man job. How are we, Patrick? Yeah, not bad, Brad. How are you? This is um, this is going to be some test of our friendship, as we did spend about three days talking complete bollocks to us, to one another, and we're only twenty-four hours on since then. So, yeah, how much you got left in the tank? <laughs> well, I built myself up all day to just do a podcast because I was with both of you at the weekend, and then. Look, <laughs> Well, one third of the yarn has, has got too has finally found a real job and has got too much work on. So he's had to, he's had to bail, which you did last you did. Not, it wasn't last week, was it? It's two weeks ago. So yeah. So yeah, I'm getting used to these uh, two man podcasts. Gonna, uh, I think you should just go 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 solo. Go solo. I was thinking about this. I was thinking, what would I call it? What would I call my podcast? Which was <laughs> it's probably that last listeners in this podcast, which is. Resounding. Uh, Agendas. I'd call it the he- the the Hellman's or Heinz agenda. <laughs> Why Hellman's or Heinz? What? Mayo. Did I just? I you both. So <laughs> technical issues, and it's a two-man podcast. I think, I think you. Uh... This isn't going to end well, is it? It's not going to turn well, but we're here now. Yeah. Here's one for you then, Brad. Before before we get into it, something to got sent this in by a listener to suggest on the pod. I thought, all right then. Um, they sent me a riddle, and I uh, I promised that I wouldn't look it up. But they're very sent. They're going to send me in about an hour's time. They're going to send me the the what do you call it? The solution to that riddle. So I've told you the answer yet? No, and I've not looked it up. So. Something to chew on. Let me just bring it up. Is it flying friend of the pod or flying friend? No, no, normal, normal human being. Right. <laughs> like football friend of the pod. Um, oh, right. Okay. So can we can we side note here? Are you any good at riddles? Nah, terrible. Brilliant. Right. But but this isn't. Maybe this isn't a riddle. Riddle then. Maybe it's just like a puzzle. Okay. What goes to the FA Cup? Every year without fail, but is never used. So, I said the royal family. Royal family yeah. but they are used, you, aren't they? Do you know that? That was just like that was where my head went straight away. I was like, the king. <laughs> but like, what do they mean by used? Yeah, like spare whistles. Like. The roof on Wembley Stadium because it only shuts three quarters full, so there's no actual point in closing the stadium. Roof. Yeah, but it hasn't. They've been playing the FA Cup there for. Is never used. Uh, yeah, want to chew on. It could be, could it be something to do with like the loser. Yeah, what like the loser's ribbon or something like that. What do you mean by that? Well, when you get left the FA Cup, it's always the colour ribbon that you... So, say if it's City, it's baby, baby blue, wasn't it? That you'd wrap around in it. Was it? I didn't know that. I just always assumed it was red. I don't know why. Brad, you might crack that. That's a good one. It's got to be something like that, hasn't it? Like... Have you looked it up? <laughs> no. My hands are in my pocket. Um... The podcast ends when France Australia <laughs> <laughs> Um Yeah, I like that. What other possibilities are there? 
What about like spare nets for the goal or something like that? I, I, I don't no. know. Oh, that's a shit What goes to the FA Cup but is never used? Never used. I reckon runners up ribbon could be quite could be quite well should definitely be an answer. Yeah. Is there like a referee? Is like uh, fourth official? Always used, aren't they? I didn't get that any time on there, Patrick. Yeah, is there like a, an additional officiator that's like benched? Of course, the officials never used. Are we waiting an hour to get the answer? No, no, no. I've just messaged and they'll send it. I think they'll send it through later. Um, I hope it's a good answer. Yeah, me too. Um, so, on that, on just on the officiators, um, Alongside, obviously, recommending our pod relentlessly to everyone and all our listeners. Uh, I listened to a cracking Under the Cosh podcast today, which was Kevin Lynch, who's like a referee. Absolutely brilliant. Best best hour and a half I've spent for a little while just listening to... Bit dissatisfied here, Pat. I've told you, you, I've recommended at least three or four, and you've not even, even thought about listening to them. Yeah, I am. I'm working my way through. Systematically. <laughs> Did you oh. mention the Matt Mills one to said said friend of the pod? Yeah. What did he say? Apparently, I've got a volume two. I've got an updated playlist that I need to listen to. Oh, Matt Mills will be top on. of the list there, won't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, how are you doing then? How, have you recovered after the weekend? Yeah, I feel fine. Me, there's a fiddle. Um, Back it, in was, the gym. It, it, it was. It was. An uncontrollable heavy weekend, even though we said we wouldn't send it because England weren't there. It did get to the point where we sent it both Friday and Saturday, which isn't, um, yeah. isn't it? I mean, it's never by, ideal. Yeah, by 10 o'clock on Friday night, we'd pass the point of no return, so we might as well just carry on. Yeah, it just it gets to the point where you go, go home, but all I'll do is go home and I'll probably feel worse tomorrow because it wasn't worth it. I'm not saying our. I'm not sure I can. I'm not sure I can, <laughs> I can get on board with that. I felt pretty bad on Saturday morning. I'll be honest. Did you? Um, yeah, but Sunday actually felt all right. Like I was tired. I think after two nights on, like two nights drinking, like what time you go to bed? Like half past two. I was like, I woke up at quarter to seven, and I was just like completely awake. Like couldn't sleep. I sat and just read my phone for. Like well, four hours. I think I got. I tell you what, I sort of got tired again and then fell asleep between like nine and quarter to ten, and then got up and came downstairs. But yeah, I tell you what, to the listeners of the podcast, we got in at around say half twelve on on Friday night. Pat went to bed at half two. What he was doing between half twelve and half half two. <laughs> Nobody wants to know. I sat there watching the Wheelchair World Cup final, having a few apple and pork, um, apple and pork pies. They were absolutely rotten. <laughs> Honestly, they were so bad. I took one bite of them and then spent the next two hours sitting on the bathroom floor, <laughs> spewing up. It was horrible. 
to be fair, Pat, I did say I've got the wrong pork pies. And you went, they're all right, then. They're better than the, um, what is it, something in cranberry ones? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? I stand by that comment. I think um, <laughs> at the time I, I held them totally responsible for making me spew. Had nothing to do with the, like 10 pints that I had prior to that. No, and you were going, you're going around the world with your pints, to be fair. So it's that's never, never a good omen. And I don't think an apple and pork pie would help. Certainly not a stomach settler, is it? So is a stomach settler, though. Dixie's chicken. Oh, yeah. It's the fries. It's the fries. If you just slow and steady eat the fries, by the time you get around to the chicken, your stomach's absolutely fine. You're sobering up. You're living the dream. I think it's a quality takeaway, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, as the theme is emerging, you know, friend of the... Well, no, our co-host cried off early and now he's cried off the pod. I wouldn't want this to turn. I wouldn't want this to turn into a, con- a consistent theme, would we? Well, it seems to be the common theme, doesn't it? As in, he did cry up on Saturday night. Couldn't hack it, could he? I don't know why he couldn't hack, but you have boys. Yeah, we're going. He didn't. He wasn't the one. He wasn't the one spewing in your your ground floor bathroom uh, toilet for two hours before going to bed on the, the night before. No. I bet he I bet he had a green tea and went to bed at quarter to nine and had a good night's sleep before he went out. Woke up, had a bit of a run, maybe went to the gym, felt fresh and days, he probably did his weekly food shot. Went, yeah. He probably even stopped drinking after the after the rugby. I wouldn't even we didn't even realise. Well he yeah, does he, was... he does he drinks apple apple juice, so That's true, He's... yeah. I just, I think, I think he missed out. Like he went home before they sang "Teenage Dirtbag," which I just thought is, it's never a mark if you've not stayed in a live menu, a live music venue until um, they start playing a bit of Weetus. I, I sort of you haven't stayed there long enough. I don't think. Yeah, there's certain barriers you've got to hit, especially if you've been on the day session where we always know we're going to a certain place and certain live music song and certain songs are sung and. If you don't hit him, then it's not really a fulfilled night, if you ask me. Matt, I enjoyed it. Matt. Yeah. But then again, you'd expect him to celebrate Australia's win a bit better, being now a resident Australian. Yeah, he'll have just been glad of the press, though, won't he? He'll have gone, oh, I'm waking up Sunday morning, and I just know that the newspapers in Australia will be kicking off, and <laughs> he'll all be happy and smiles and that. So I think I think maybe, for anything, for anything, the reason that he left early was was more relief than anything. Tell you what, I don't know how he'd have felt today. He's missed, he'd have missed the pod. And if Australia had lost, he'd have been working right now. And he'd look at his phone and all he'd see is Australian press not giving him what he wants. Yeah. All, the, all the Australian journos asking him what, why he thought Samoa won on Saturday. And that's just not what you want. No like, what, that. like asking about team selection. Why didn't we start Cameron Murray? Why, why was Matt Burton selected but didn't really play? All these things he doesn't have to deal with now. But Matt has to deal with his job. Matt has to deal with the fact that he went home early. But he doesn't have to deal with the Australian press. So I think he might, I think he might be the winner. Yeah, I think he is laughing secretly. The other thing I would say, just on, on the point you made earlier, I think a day session drinking, by the point in the night where you're sort of moving on to the last place you're going to go to, 
I think live music venue is is the only shout in my mind at the moment because like it gets you involved, it perks you up a bit. I was really I was flagging towards the end there, and like being able to have a bit of a sing song and a dance and a laugh keep, yeah. keeps the night going. Think about that though, Pat. You've been with your mates for eight hours. The last place you want to go is somewhere intimate, somewhere where you sat three by three in front of each other, trying to even think of a conversation. I was struggling. I was having a chicken burger on Saturday, and that was the first thing I had before a pint. <laughs> yeah, so, no, I agree. So there's, there is levels to it, but uh, on Saturday, obviously, rugby World Cup is now done. Um, it was dead in the water when England got knocked out of the semi, so we don't really need to touch on it. I will just say that me and yeah, when we did our own podcast, said the podcast would be no more if England got beat by Samoa. So, all right, we we lied. Wheels are coming off. <laughs> well, came off. Well, no. and the te- the mechanic I am not a technician. Wheels are back on. <laughs> um. Although, although one thing you can, I suppose what we could say if we wanted a bit of a rebrand and, and we want to stay true to our word, we could just rebrand this as Brad and Guests and that could be your new podcast. <laughs> Every two weeks, just find a different guest. It's been a struggle. Yeah, or maybe do alternate weeks so in two weeks' time, Jed can come back on. <laughs> and we can um, just chat shit about the other person that's not made the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Literally. Um, it's so, like turning a car. Well, it's going from a tricycle to a bicycle, but the bicycle's still moving. So maybe the podcast, it's not... I've got the name of our podcast. Well, it is... T- I just completely forgot. <laughs> doesn't matter. My head's gone. My head's gone. His head's fallen off. Um, just going back to the final then. So <clears throat> what did we think? I'll go first. I thought. I thought... Samoa were blowing after the five minutes. Like, they, they, like I was, I was just. They, I think they gave everything they got on on the week the week before, and <clears throat> I think after after their first attacking set, when obviously it got turned over and then they were they they started to defend. None of them tracked back. They were all absolutely gassed. Then they just looked defeated, and that was what five minutes, ten minutes in. It's very much they play, it is that saying they played the final the week before and they've already they've already done life changing things just getting to the final. So and do you know what fair play to them? Like we all knew Australia were gonna win. They turned up I thought they had a good gig, got points on the board. I was a bit nervous that it was gonna be we were gonna get nilled. I think some of Australian Australia's tries, obviously some of could do better, but I'm not in the mixer. I wasn't getting the pressure that Australia put on you, so I, I think fair play to him. Um... Yeah, I think I think also as well. Yeah, the point about getting nailed that that you know you don't no one wants to go to a final and get sort of pumped. So I thought they did well to get a couple of breakaway tries. It's also a bit of entertainment for us as well. The other thing that I thought was quite interesting was um, defensively, like you could just tell. That they were constantly on the back foot. They were constantly chasing back, and there was just bodies flying everywhere trying to make tackles. And they were just like, they were just so. I think they were just so done. And like, I suppose once you're in that position, what you you know, if you're doing, you find yourself doing that quite a few times in the first half, you sort of got no hope, have you? Yeah, I also think there's a 
quite a few dubious calls. You had the 40 20 in the first half where Tedesco was literally on the other side of on the other side of the um of the boardings. He was that in Dutch, uh, which didn't get called. You've got Crichton was definitely a red card, not a yellow card. I think that plays a bit of a factor. Could have been a bit of a turning point. But yeah, I thought that was um, a I think all being said though, the best thing about the day was half time, Kevin Field run onto the pitch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, who are you talk? Who are you talking about? That wasn't my favorite part of the day. But because you were in, you going to get beers, or no? Because I mean, I thought meeting Gordo was quite quite high up there on my list. Um, we'll come back to that. But we will come back Kev- to that. Yeah. Ke- Sinfield, I'm not crying. You are. Um, like yeah. I've never, I've never seen so many people. Like it was the quietest beer queue I've ever seen in my entire life because there was the game was on the screen in the middle and there was sound coming out of it and everyone just immediately went silent and listened to exactly what he had to say. Um, good to see that he's raised two million quid now as well, over two million quid. Amazing, yeah. It was it was just like one of the things where you actually just look and just go, wow, this is genuinely just amazing. But we all knew that. We all knew what. He's already done, and he just continues to prove everyone's not not proving anyone wrong because I don't, nobody even doubts him anymore. Everyone just goes, "Kev, doing what you're doing." Um, it's obviously just yeah. amazing. So. It is absolutely amazing. One thing I was thinking about today, just because I saw it on Twitter, and I thought, I don't know, like what Kevin Sinfield's done is absolutely amazing. No, like I'm not I'm not calling that into question. But like, have you seen that Gary Gary McKee ran his three hundred and twenty sixth marathon consecutive marathon today, and he's trying to raise a million quid, and he's he's sort of on two hundred and something thousand, and I do I do just think, oh, like I wish I wish the same people could get behind him. You know, I wish people could get behind him just as much, because imagine running a marathon every day for a year. Like, there's just there's just levels to it, and obviously, training marathons is. Unreal and with Kevin Seafield, it's, it's a little bit more in the news. But the issue is, good news like that just doesn't sell, does it? Like, that's why these once in once every blue moon things come like what Kevin Seafield does is why they raise so much because that only snippet that gets put in the news, and that's why it's it's just so special. Whereas, yeah, yeah. He's, a leg- he's a legend of the game as well, and he's running and he's getting in people's faces, he's running what from Edinburgh to Manchester via Newcastle and Leeds so like you know he's and he's got the like you said he's got the media on his side he's he's a rugby legend on both sides of the code now so you know like the fellow running it in Cumbria is just you know he's just he's just a normal guy I think he you know he like he works afternoon shifts so he can get them get his marathon in in the morning and stuff I think he's got very normal but like yeah I don't know I saw Vossi um as he left the UK, retweeted something from Gary McKee and was like, everyone needs to get behind this bloke. Um, but yeah, I think there's some, this is like when you start to peel it back, there's loads of mad stuff that people are doing, which is like incredible to be fair. Yeah, 100%. Um, so yeah, I think you just summed up the rugby community, doesn't it, the way everyone's getting behind him. And, and he's tied in other sportsmen, hasn't he? So we've got Ed Slater from from Gloucester, any but we was at Leicester. Um, is there a run? 
is a footballer, isn't there? A footballer at Bradford. And then, is it Dougie Way? Yeah, Doddy Way up in Scotland. Doddy Way, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's why he started in Edinburgh. Um, and then he would touch on going to all different places that were special for him and the other, other two. Obviously, Ed Slater came in a bit later and trying to get Gloucester or Leicester in on that run would be a bit, it would be even more challenging, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would have been brutal. I saw uh, Jamie Peacock did a... I don't know whether he did a section of one of the days or one... They did a full day. day. Yeah, 64 kilometres. Said it was like one of the hardest things he's ever done in his life. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't... I, like, when Kevin Sinfield came on, I've watched the interview, like, since... I was watching it, I was like, I'm not sure I'd even be able to like speak. Like how he came on was like, able to talk. I was just like, fair play. I can't um, do I can't walk I can't talk after a five K. Like I think it would genuinely take me probably two weeks to do sixty four kilometers. Yeah. Yeah, easily. And it's done it in a day. Um so yeah, moving on from that, obviously game finished. Went to the local Spoons. Weirdly yeah. enough, found one of the greatest rugby league players of all time. And may I just mention one thing. Easily one of the biggest hands I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, he had hands like buckets. He made a pack glass look like half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A friend of the pod said exactly those words. He, he, yeah, I thought, I thought, um, he seemed like a very nice guy as well, actually. Do you know one thing I was quite impressed with is he still managed, like, every single person in that pub wanted to speak to him and wanted to say something to him or wanted him to do something or wanted to have a photo with him or something. And the the entire time, he, like, nodded and smiled but genuinely seemed like he was enjoying himself. Wasn't, like, never at any point felt like he was, like, humouring people and was just, like... <laughs> Oh yeah, no, no, right. it yeah, was. He was talking to us for a good five ten minutes, just chatting loads and loads and loads of rubbish, which is yeah, he was class. Um, I had to get two lots of photos because it seemed like the first person I had to take a photo conveniently cut me off the photo, so I looked. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, cousin got a photo with Alice with all the boys, everyone that went to a bit. Next minute, looked at my phone. I'm not even on the fucker. I was like, you've got to be taking this. So I was stood nowhere near you at this point, and I remember, um, I think I was battered, to be fair, but I remember uh, you taking the photos and everyone smiling and being fine. And then, like, five minutes later, you like you were back and you are like, can we get another photo? Can we get a... I, I can go and tell us said something like, your mate's keen on photos. And we were all like, yeah, maybe. I think so. Was um, it in it? What would it have done? Photoshopping yeah. head onto someone. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm good at it. I'm not doing it for a photo of Gordon Tallis. You should have just got, we should have just got a picture of him on his own and then we could have made another sticker that we could put in a WhatsApp group. Yeah, with his arms round and then just add people or take people away. Yeah. Be a good like yeah. sales thing that once it just get celebrities to like do like take photos for people and just photoshop them on. Yeah, that'd be class. I think um a tall tall Wigan based friend of the pod, if there was a picture of him slamming against his hand against his chest and cut that <laughs> out and make it a sticker, that'd be absolutely class. 
Yeah. Um, so Gordon, with his shovel hands, <laughs> kept tapping. Well, I say tapping, more like thudding, like a sergeant sort of salute onto one of our friends' chests. And it was, <laughs> he was pushing back a metre at a time every time he hit it. He did it relentlessly. It was well funny. Yeah, I think um, he asked me a question I'd been asked. I'd been asked once that win wasn't being able to provide an answer to, and when asked a second time that week, which was who's your Super League team, I still couldn't <laughs> provide an answer and went uh, Salford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah, but um, he took a liking. Yeah, that, he, he, he was persistent was in getting an answer from you, wasn't he? Yeah, which I thought I felt really bad about because I sort of recognised his face, knew he was a big name, but like I could, I'd be completely honest, I can't say I watched loads of him playing, you know, like not relentlessly anyway. You know, I, he's a recognisable face. I didn't, you know, I didn't know his full. I knew he was a Queensland. I knew he'd played for Queensland, and I knew that he was from Townsville, just from actually a fellow I used to work with. Big, lives in Townsville. I used to talk about him loads. Um, but like that was they're the only reasons why why I knew him. But yeah, he was tapping he was tapping a friend of the pod and on the on his chest with his like fist and then going, but Australia do this and then tapping with his finger on <laughs> on, on, on his head, but then started tapping me on the head as well. And I was like, All right, yeah, I'll get involved. Um but yeah, he seemed like a top bloke to be fair. Uh it's always nice meeting people who are like celebrities and popular and that and actually them turning out to be like top people but must i say you have genuinely some of the worst in worst technical issues i've ever known someone to do a podcast with yeah what's going on here On a side note of the Raging Bull, he also had a quality flat cap on. So it was also nice to see that he'd proper gone to Featherstone, met with Joey Leilua and just see the team what was up in there. At this minute in the podcast, um, I'd like to let the listeners know that Pat has gone completely off the Zoom call. So it is just me for the time being. So well, Mayo and Hines might be coming back. Oh, here we go. Well, that's not happened before. That's not happened before, is it? That was bad. <laughs> um, we need to start doing this in person. Um, yeah, so... Um, no, I'm I, not I the think... one that lives in the North East. Yeah, all right, mate. Been over that. We've, we've explored. We, <laughs> we dissected that one enough. Um, no, what the other thing I was going to say is, um, it's not every day you can meet your heroes, is it, Brad? And for you on Saturday, you met oh, two heroes. Lightning I, struck I twice. Did, I did well at the weekend. Safe to say, all my eggs were in one basket at the end of the night. So. Train station, we met the lovely and reigning man of steel, Brody Croft. Uh, and hot, hot boy. Yeah, chewed a lot of fat about England and also Salford. Yeah, spoke at him quite a lot, I think. 
he sort of nodded and smiled quite a bit. It, it, no, looks, like he, it looks like he really enjoyed himself. Yeah, I think so much so that's exactly why he didn't come and stand next to us on the train. <laughs> <laughs> so much so that at no point did he ask us where we were going for a beer. He's just like, I'm going straight to the rugby match. And we were like, right, fuck that. That's, that's boring, isn't it? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, 100% when he was like, are you getting off at Dean's Gate? And then, um, no, when did he say you're getting off at Salford Central and then getting the tram? Yeah, or something along that. No, he's mentioned Dean's Gate. He's like, you're getting off at Dean's Gate and get the tram. And we just sort of went, no. He's definitely, he's definitely, uh, he's bluffed us there because he's definitely got off and then gone, texted his mates and been like, I had to go off a train because I was in danger of getting off next to these two <laughs> mad lads who kept just asking me questions about how much I wanted to pump Lee next season. <laughs> well, everyone loves the pumping of a leopard, so uh, he gave all the right answers. He was a top bloke, so I'm happy with that. Um, obviously, he's with us next year, which is also some of the best news I've heard ever. So, yeah, so yeah. Saturday was successful, and then May I just say, Sunday morning breakfast was a pinnacle of the weekend. Brad, I wouldn't just say that the that Sunday morning was good. Friday, Saturday as well. I, yeah, I I can't I cannot thank you enough for bre- the breakfast game was superb this weekend. For the listener, Saturday, um, as you know from from prior listening, I, I spent. Two hours, two hours before bed, spewing, immediately fell asleep. So woke up feeling a little bit empty and a little bit sorry for myself. Went downstairs um, and Brad said, do you like toast and do you like eggs? And if so, how many? And I said, yes, and two. Um, and then what turned up on my plate was just a, a, a delightful breakfast to start your day. Everything you need. Everything you need before you go and get butchered by um, Brad's local barber. Yeah, bit of avocado on toast with a nice fried egg. To be fair, I think what does make that meal is that hot sauce. So you kind of got to yeah, yourself, hot sauce but... is hot sauce is banging. We'll have to pick you some more of that up. Um, has, has has the weekend told you to never cheat on your barber? Uh, has it? Um, yeah, I think it has. You know, I think, I think, if I if I don't have a hair like my the haircut that I get is obviously not getting it shaved. So you know, obviously I'm not getting like a one all back all over. So, I mean, um, if I ordered a one all over on Saturday, you'd have gone. I'll have what he's having for some <laughs> unknown reason. Yeah, so, yeah. We, we Although, rock, rock up to my local barbers, and the way to describe it is. A Turkish barbers, but the guys from Kurdistan. And um, we'll, not, uh, we'll not dive into the policy, the geopolitics of that, but yeah, agreed. Uh, so I go and ask for. I sometimes change it up, but I ask for literally what is a taper on the side and a bit of a trim on top. Pat, before this goes, but I have a two into a three on the side and a little trim on top. So I have my haircut, get up, pay the guy. Obviously, I have to pay for parts too because money man only gets it transferred into the account. So, and this was, again, another thing that sums up the barbers, cash operator. 
Yeah, yeah. It was a nice, it was an interesting vibe, that Barbers. Um, bit of skiing on the TV. But it, yeah, a bit of skiing. That wet the appetite a little bit, wet the whistle. We're enjoying, we're enjoying that. Um, yeah, I mean, it was like any any old uh, any old Turkish barbers really. Lots of photos of men that of haircuts that you'd never ever get, um, or they'd never be able to do. Yeah, yeah. Or you say I'd want it like that, and you'd come out looking completely different. Yeah, you'd um, go. Oh, I don't know how to do that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think what what shocked me was when I got up and I thought, oh, I'm not even going to try here, um, and said to the fella, oh, I'll just have the same as it. What shocked me was it took, but then when I sat down, I thought, oh, no, what have I done? He's just taken about 40 minutes to cut his bad hair. We're going to be here forever. 15 minutes later, I was done. And I was like, something dreadful's happened here. He obviously don't knew who the boss was and just gone, he's not paying me it, but the other guy's paid me. So the other guy gets nice treatment. In right, let's go. Let's get to work very quickly. Yeah. But you, you've got to understand that when you go to a new barbers, you've got to be so conservative with what you pick and not just go, Yeah, I'll have a <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy with my I'm happy with my purchase. Um, what, uh, what did um, the missus say? Uh, she said, um, what did she say? She said something like, I bet no one gave you any trouble at the weekend. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I think part of the problem as well is we both sat down next to each other and you jumped up and started getting your hair cut and he said to you, is that your brother? And you were like, no, he lives in Newcastle. And then <laughs> he just looked at you and was like, yeah, is that your brother? And you were like, no, he's my friend. But the danger was, is we went out, we walked out of that barber's looking like the bloody Craytons anyway. The only thing that differentiated us with was your beard. Um, so... Uh, yeah, I mean, when we were kicking around Manchester, going going into places two by two, I don't think we did ourselves any favours by you and me. Going to <laughs> or getting kicked, get, getting turned away from a bar, everyone else going, and then me and you walking back up, going, "Yeah, we let us in." Yeah, we let us in. We just want a baby Guinness, and then we go, "No, mate." <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I think his words were, "I'll let you two in, but not any of your mates," and we were like. Actually, that sounds quite nice. <laughs> um, yeah. twice just, just to repeat it, just to make sure he's saying the right thing. And then we went, great idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, I've thought about it more, and that sounds even better than having to go to the next place two by two. Um, but yeah, no. To be fair, at that point, we were already not able to talk to each other. And then went to said intimate pub and just sat there and didn't speak for at least two pints yeah didn't speak um i think uh you know when we moved to the table in that pub and we were there's a bit of a race between us and some australian fans 
I think I actually spoke more to the Australian fans that we very rudely stole the table off um, more than I spoke to any of you for the, the hour. So the in the 30 second interaction I had with a fella from Brisbane, I spoke more to him than I did for you, to you lot for the well, for however long we spent in there after. But yeah, yeah I, remember, I remember walking up to the table and on the left hand side was three English lads. <laughs> Who are my mates? And on the other side was some other people that I've never seen before went, right, are we kicking these off the table? What's happening here? Funnily enough, we we got the table, sat down, hated ourselves for a bit, and then went to sing a song or five. Yeah, that that was good though. Sang sang quite a few songs. Although I lost my head when he did Palinatini. I thought, whose <laughs> mum's at the front? <laughs> and why is it why is there no subtitles? <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I nearly said that to you at one point. I was like, hold on, this isn't Palinati. I can understand what they're singing. <laughs> it's not Palinati because I know it's Palinati, but there's no subtitles, so who is it? Yeah. For, for any new listeners, if you're wondering why we're laughing at that, listen to our post Snowden episode and all will become much clearer. But if you ask us which one is the post Snowden so we won't know. <laughs> no, and, and it's a deliberate marketing tactic for you to now listen to every single episode that we've ever published. Click on every single one just to see where the Snowden episode is and try and skip through it as quick as you can. I mean, my Pats and Jed's voice sounds really good on two and a half, two and a half time just so you can get through an hour podcast a lot quicker. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, so yeah, no, good weekend that. I really enjoyed it. I thought... Um, yeah, we we enjoyed everything that Manchester had to offer, and um, and more. Went to a lot of Weatherspoon, but that's not a bad thing. We we did well. We we met Gorda in a Weatherspoons. Yeah, we met um. What's his name? And uh, we met that those boys from York Uni. When I say those boys from York Uni, those sixty-year-old <laughs> men from York Uni, um, who provided riveting life advice, which what we mentioned yeah. on the pod, because it also <laughs> has a zero point zero 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 one percent of going back to people that we don't want it to go back to. So <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We took the advice and ran with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, all I would say is, if you ever find yourself at eight grand. Don't spend it on Penrith Panthers stash like one of them did. <laughs> Literally, it looks like he went, I've got eight grand in my bank account. I, I went, he literally looks like he booked flights to go all the way to Sydney. Yeah. I love the Penrith Panthers merchant comeback. Yeah. What one way to, one way flight to Sydney? Hi. Can you take me to the Paramount at <laughs> the Penrith Club shop, please? To be fair, at this point, it was quite good because I was showing them all the tops they had and they were honestly mind-blown. Yeah, they were loving it. I remember I went over to the fellow and I was like, where did you get that gilet from? I would honestly pay a lot of money for that gilet. <laughs> like, it's class. And he just looked at me and went, yeah, it's class, isn't it? I've, I've also got all this on. And he started unzipping and he, like, unzipped his gilet and he had, like, a... Penrith, five layers of Penrith like, didn't it? Yeah, literally, he had five layers of Penrith. I couldn't believe it. I was like, yeah, cut cut you open and you bleed Brent Penrith. It is amazing who you meet on a night out, though, isn't it? You just, 
if you, you could do a podcast on tales of a night out on just solely people that you meet and go, then I do sometimes wonder if people say the same things about us. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I met six idiots who all met each other at Newcastle Unit, couldn't speak to each other, and were absolutely bladdered. Couldn't speak to each other and for 25 minutes sang two lines of Kylie Minogue locomotion. <laughs> In a bar with no music. Yeah, well, yeah, and on a tram. Oh, <laughs> Unbelievable. But no, it was a very good weekend. But before we, I know we probably touched on like the 40, 50 minute mark, which I think for two people that spent the weekend together is some sort of medal. Um, I just want to touch on the Football World Cup. I don't want to talk about the geopolitics of it. It's a football tournament happening in a country. It doesn't make it. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of issues, yeah. but it's not for us to solve on a podcast with two listeners. Um, who are you having as your winner? Brazil, no question. They haven't played yet, but Brazil. Right. I'll go England. So I do worry about winner of the pod and. Co, um, and one of our co-workers on the pod, in that he might actually struggle in picking a team until the, until the final comes. Yeah, yeah, and I think, I especially think, if you've gone Brazil, I think Brazil heavy heavy favourites going into it. Yeah, they are. He's he's had a, he has had a few tough weeks at work. We might have to, you might have to change who you go with. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to. Well, yeah. I suppose. If 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 history was on our side, obviously today's news of Saudi Arabia beating Argentina. Last time they were beaten, they went up. They they were runners up, weren't they? Last time they lost the opening game to Cameroon in nineteen ninety one or nineteen ninety something like that. Um, right. They went on to come second. So yeah, if I think that would mean Brazil wouldn't get there. Yeah. I mean. Like, if you model it all out, I think like that, that's a really good picture of it. I think it's going to be either Belgium, France, England, or Croatia in in the semis on the right hand side. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then on the left hand side, it's going to be Argentina, Brazil. I don't know who the, I can't name the other two because Spain, just Portugal. And, yeah, maybe. Oh no, Portugal will be on our side. I think. Germans. To be fair, after after the results this week, right? Two nil nil draws today. I know France have just spanked Australia, but I don't really count. Australia are a beta country. Yeah, and it's the same as like us spanking Iranians. I thought. No, in a sexual way. Can I just add? Um, I thought we weren't here to talk about geopolitical issues. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Right, you've gone Brazil with an asterisk next to it. You might have to change it if a friend of, if a other member of the pod who who isn't here wants to change his answer. Um, and I'll go, I'm going to go England. I just think two words. Why not? So on the on the have you seen this image? I've sent you this image where basically some maths maths p 
people from Oxford have modelled it all out on historical data oh, and all that bollocks. Load of bollocks. It's quite in- it is. It is bollocks because what it's saying is it's going to be a Belgium Brazil final, right? And obviously, I don't know like the substance behind it, but they've got each of them have got like percentage weightings to say, like ha- I suppose how likely are they to win? But if it was a Belgium Brazil final, Brazil are sixty one percent in favour of winning. Um, yeah, but what would the percentage have been of Argentina to beat Saudi Arabia? Saudi Arabia with 251 yeah, exactly. to win. So, you know me, Pat, not, not, not a uh, statistician. <laughs> no, you've you got to go on gut feel. I mean, so on that on that left-hand side, you've got potential... Sorry, not Croatia. I've mixed that up there. So on the left-hand side, you've got, like, clear favourites. You've got the Netherlands, Argentina, Spain, Brazil. And then potentially Croatia, potentially Denmark. Um, on the other side, you've got England, France, Belgium, Portugal. Again, potentially someone someone really upset, like Mexico, Germany. Germany's there. You can never doubt the Germans. So, like, I think if we can get past Ecuador in a last 16, and then we're up against France or Mexico, I highly like it to be France or Mexico. Yeah, who knows what's going to happen. All I know is I am literally going to watch 60% of the games, even though I'm already asked about watching it, but sport and it's on TV and there's so much sport on the TV. How did the cricket go today? This is going to be the last thing because... Uh, I don't know if it was a record, but it was a pretty... It was like an over 200-run win for Australia. They absolutely pumped England. But it's just one of those ones where you're like, you can tell they're just completely not asked about it. Like, why would you be asked? You've just won the World Cup and you played like you play cricket. I don't know. I'm sure if Jed was here, he'd, um, he'd disagree with me. But um, Well, he'd be Australian, wouldn't he? Yeah, true, true. I'd have, my, I'd have my reservations about how much cricket's being played. Like, we've got an Ashes series next year in England. That I kind of want team like people to be fresh for, and then the amount of cricket that's being played, you do sort of think there is a sweet spot in terms of maintaining form, and then and then sort of just playing too much. I, I do think they're playing too much at the moment, but I suppose we've got the winner coming, and after just see how it goes. Interesting, right? It's been a pleasure. It's my, been my second two-man interview um, yeah. in the last two weeks, so the last three weeks. It, it's been good, gone swimmingly. I had a good, good catch up, off, off a catch up, off a catch up. So, yeah, that's been, yeah, that's so, been interesting. Yeah, so I'm seeing you in a couple of weeks. So I think it's best if we just don't speak until then. <laughs> yeah, I'll literally see me in 11 days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Well, have a good night, mate. See you later. Right. See you later.